Welcome back to the Grand Season Podcast. I'm your host, Saint, and uh, it's finally come. The (laughs) The time has finally come to talk about music on the Music Podcast. I think it's been... Uh, since since last October, <laughs> since I've talked about anything other than baseball, hockey, and basketball, but uh, we're it's it's time. It's it's long overdue, I believe. So I really want to talk about uh, Kissland today. I did House of Balloons. I did Thursday, and as I explained last time, I, I really just wasn't uh, not feeling not feeling Echoes of Silence as a project that I really feel qualified to do a deep dive on all, all the, you know things of that nature i just you know i like it i like it fine but it's not one to me that screams oh i gotta analyze this i gotta talk about this you know and so that's why i'm gonna skip it okay and as i do this series through the weekend's discography through i want to say months but probably years like let's be realistic like probably it'll take me another year to get through all of his projects. Um, since I started doing, I did the House of Balloons one like last year, like over a year ago. So if that's any indication of how it'll go, there's that. But um, I might skip a couple more of them. I might skip, if I was to skip another one, it would be um, uh, the, mel- the My Dark Melancholy something. What, yeah, the red one. I might skip that. You can... <laughs> <laughs> the red one yeah you can tell how passionate i am about it by the details i give but um yeah it's just there's some projects that don't scream to me that you know as i said i need to talk about this um but i did choose the weekend to do this series for because for the vast majority of its projects i i am willing to talk about and uh, i do think i have a lot to say about it so uh there's that there's not a lot of artists that i would do that for cole probably it would be a good idea to start something like that for him too because his earlier stuff uh except for friday night lights i I love friday night lights but other than that his earlier stuff it's (coughs) excuse me it's kind of a wash for me honestly but he has some he has some good shit in his discography so we might get into that but kissland so just to preface kind of where where we're at with this podcast before we get into all that um i'm about to graduate high school in about two weeks Knock, knock on wood, but to, to be honest, I would have to do something tragic to not graduate now, you know what I mean? But that's that's what's going on in my life, that's a major thing, and um, it's, it's, it's very, I feel like I'm in a very uh, reflective mindset right now, I'm, I'm thinking a lot, and you know, it, it occurred to me before I started recording that uh, in two weeks, um, That'll be two years since we started this podcast, which is insane. I you know, I remember it vividly. The doing the first episode, kind of getting all that set up, uh, applying on different things, all this, and I remember even my first pod, my first podcast, or my first like attempt at just getting something out there uh, seriously. It didn't go so well. You know, it was scripted. It was about the fall off, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking about the fall off two years ago. It still hasn't come up, but um, well, I guess I was talking about Mr. Morale for like a year and a bit before it came up. But anyways, um, yeah, I remember doing that, and yeah, it's been two. It's coming up on two years, so we'll do some kind of two year anniversary episode. I don't know. Uh, we'll see, but that just to me is crazy, you know. And everything has changed drastically in two years. You know, it's. It's uh, it's a grind right now, but 
fuck it, we ball, you know what I mean? So we, uh, you know, just got to keep pushing. That's, that's, that's really like a good, a, a good mantra for just life in general. Just got to keep it pushing. Just keep, you know, and applies to, you know, just general situations, I think. Just keep it pushing. So we're going to give, keep it put, you know, I, listen, <laughs> don't take me seriously. Okay. I just say, <laughs> say bullshit. I'm like, I'm like Bill Burr in a way. Not, I mean, Bill Burr is obviously much more humorous than I am, but I just say bullshit and it sort of sounds like advice, but it's really not. Please don't follow anything you hear on this podcast. All right. So let's, let's just, let's, um, yeah. Okay. Kissland, Kissland. So, so ladies and gents, uh, this is a very personal project to me. Okay. Kissland, uh, I first heard that. Well, I should. Say, I first heard any song off of it, maybe four years ago. I heard the town. It just came on on shuffle. I was playing GTA, like on my Xbox 360 in the basement in like in summer, and the song comes on. I'm like, I, I, this is pretty fucking good. Like, and I, I bookmark it, whatever, whatever it's called, and I listen to the whole album maybe like a couple months later. I had known about the weekend for a long time before that, but Kissland has had sort of slipped through the cracks for me. Uh, didn't show up on the radar, if you will, and I it just I, I just missed it. I just missed it. Um, easily, at the time and now, one of the best music listening experiences I've ever had. Okay, I can say that hands down. And you might be wondering, cause cause you know. If you're not like a diehard old like the a diehard fan of the weekend's old sound, you might like be a little confused. Like obviously everyone is ge- generally aware there is an album called Kissland. Maybe they're generally aware of a few tracks, but you know, for the most part this is not one that's in the public eye that much, especially not now since it's been 10 years since it came out. But um this is easily my Second, like by far, House of Balloons is number one. Kissland number two. Night and day over his other stuff. And believe me, he has other really good stuff. But these two projects are just paramount for me. So I, let's just get that out of the way first. I really, really like this one. So before I did this, like like 20 minutes ago, I just, uh, I listened to, I not the whole thing, but I skimmed through it. Listened to a little bit of each song. Just to get myself back in that headspace and, and, you know, ready to talk about it. So, it starts off, track number one, Professional. So, this, it cannot be um, understated how well Professional really sets the tone for the whole thing. It kind of drops you into, like, there's, if, in terms of the lyrics, in terms of the instrumentation, everything, the harmonies, everything going on. There's so much going on. It's a really dense song. It's kind of like two songs, like, put into one basic that's basically what it is right but um it it really is a world in itself just this song but uh, more than that it, it drops you into the world that is kissland it's a very immersive from the very beginning it, play, it plays that like nice gong sound it really sets the tone it really introduces things the vocals are pristine Prist- the mixing like all over this project is just so good but a professional it really starts strong. It's a six-minute song. Again, more like two, three-minute songs sort of mashed together, but it really works. Really works. 
Number two, the town. So this is the first one I heard, and I think that's why I thought this was the most popular song on for like from this album, like just in terms of streams and numbers and sales and stuff. It's not the case, and uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But the town is really fantastic as well. Not quite up to the level of professional, I don't think, but it's it's a if, if professional is to kind of introduce you to the atmosphere the town is where it really starts kicking off you know it starts it sets it sets the pace a little bit if you will if yeah if professional is there to set the tone the town is there to set the pace this is the intensity we're starting to get number three track adaptation now this one is a little bit more sample heavy it samples a, a police song written by sting uh he's i see here he's credited as a writer but he didn't actually write it he uh it's just a sample, but I'm sure he's getting royalties from that. Uh, rightfully so, right? Uh, Adaptation is a great song. I feel like the, the lyrics on the town, while good, are not great. Uh, same with professional. They're pretty good, not great. Lyrics on Adaptation work really well. Not not just um, not just straight lyrically. Like I'm not talking like bars or anything. There's no like not many double entendres that, that you're looking for here. You know what I mean? But... Uh, it just works. It's very smooth. Everything makes sense. There's nothing left up to interpretation. I don't think, if you if you know if you just dig like a little bit beyond the surface, this is a uh, song that I think, had he been more popular at the time, it would have been a hit. This is ha- this has replay value. This has a lot of replay value for me. Adaptation. So, I really love that, and um, it transitions so beautifully into track four, Love in the Sky just perfect you see if if you take nothing else away from this review you need to play adaptation and let it roll into the next track just so well done love in the sky is a really nice one too again pretty accessible not there's nothing too crazy going on there but the the little natural instrumentation so fuck i just dropped something on my mic uh as i was saying (laughs) the little natural instrumentation that it does have um it's really fantastic it works well really good track so belong to the world is it is a change of pace right so the the, that four track run from the first one to the fourth one i would put that four track run up with any four track one sorry run from the weekend's discography i really really would it's just so good belong to the world is also good but it changes it changes the tone. So we talked about professional on the town setting those setting up the atmosphere, bringing you into this world of, of of drugs and sex and drinking, partying. Belong to the world, to me, sort of changes the 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 dynamic, the setting maybe, the the mentality. It sort of just calms everything down, but in a in a brash way. The sound is the sonically it's not calm, but it, it just the the subject matter is a little bit less intense, I would say. So professional, uh, there's not much to be said in terms of like surface level stuff. You really have to dig into the lyrics to like get anything juicy. Uh, but there is a lot to be said there. I I wish I had the lyrics in front of me because I know I know vaguely what it's about, but I don't think I know it well enough to to speak on it necessarily. But uh, the town I do so the town my interpretation of the lyrics in the town is is the town is Toronto that's what it is it's it's talking about his life more or less kind of exaggerated but still his life uh, being able uh, 
Um, and sort of going going hand in hand with the town. Yeah, so the town and Belong to the World, both sonically in terms of the rhythm and stuff and the tempo. Uh, not the tempo, but the rhythm for sure. And um, at Belong to the World, uh, this is, the, they're about sort of, not, not necessarily regret, but a feeling that's like adjacent to regret. Maybe nostalgia. Maybe. It's the town, I would say, obviously, definitely about Toronto. It's it's about, you know, him maybe realizing that a girl back in the day might have been the one. Might have been the one. And I think, I th- yeah, I think those lyrics are also on Belong to the World. So that's something really interesting. I feel like those songs are really connected uh, stylistically, thematically. Uh, so that's what's going on there. That's what's going on in his head. So, but belong to the world is sonically different from long, from love in the sky. I should say. So, there's that. Now, track six, live four, featuring Drake. This is where my opinions differ. For maybe from someone who really, really also uh, loves this album as much as I do. So, I don't. I was come on and say I don't like this song. And it's not because of Drake. In fact, I think Drake actually makes it better. I just don't think it's a very interesting song. I There's not much going on that perpetuates the storyline he's trying to build. Uh, it doesn't... Does it stray away from the world that we're now immersed in? No, but does it add to it? Not necessarily. Yeah, I'm not I'm not some like huge Drake hater. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't like him. I don't really listen to his music that much, but uh, I think he does make the song a little better. You know, it, he, he fits in the vibe, I guess. I just don't love it. So Live For, and obviously not my favorite. Uh, but Seven, Wonderlust. So I, you, I talked earlier about how I thought that the town was the hit. Wonderlust is the one that really got the most traction, I think, and the most radio play. Apparently, so my boy just put it on in the car one time, and I'm like, how the fuck? You know, you know like, like, what? Like, I thought, I thought there was no. And the, again, take in, this is not a guy that, listens to music like this so i was thinking like how the hell like did i put you on this at some point but apparently it used to play on the radio when we were kids okay so there's that i didn't know that but apparently the wanderlust was the hit so uh yeah a really good song too it definitely has a lot of replay value like um adaptation on love in the sky really sonically nice harmonies on point really well composed really well mixed again this whole thing the vocals mixed really really nicely so Wonderlust, great track. Now, Kissland, number eight. Uh, this is another one that I would lump in with Live For as the only two songs on this uh, this album that I don't really care for. Don't get me wrong. like I don't hate either of them. I don't like despise them. Like If I had to listen to them, it's not the end of the world, but I just, I'm just not in love with them. And yeah, Kissland is another one. I definitely like Kissland more than Live For, but... It just it's another one that just doesn't necessarily do it for me. But I will say I see the appeal, I see why a lot of people like it, and it does sort of perpetuate the story of the whole album as an entity in a way that Live For doesn't. So some credit to be given there, but just not like just personally, right? Not my favorite. Okay. Number nine, pretty. Probably is my favorite. Uh coming on pretty strong. Uh, coming off a negative review of the previous song but i love this song uh, mainly because it's the only song from this album <laughs> that i can sing uh it's sort of in my range and um i, I tried doing a cover a couple times and it didn't go well at all but 
I can sort of sing it, and I like singing along to it. It's a catchy song. It's it's uh, again. I I don't think I know the lyrics to this album. Again, I know them, but I don't think I have like analyzed them enough to really talk about the the subject matter in every single song and talk about this the 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 tapestry the web of story that's being woven here but i can tell you that pretty is sort of simple uh lyrically not in the sense that you know not like taylor swift simple not like you know rock like classic rock simple even though those lyrics sometimes get a little crazy pink floyd i'm looking at you but um yeah it's a little more strays towards the poppy side uh, as opposed to r&b but beautiful song again really well done like the sonically just really nice and um i'll always remember this song playing as i was on the bus coming into the subway station i don't know why i know what substation subway station it is I know like what I was doing before and where I was going and I don't know why that's a vivid memory to me but I remember pretty coming on just as I was pulling in I don't know it just put me in put me in a good space not physically because it's subway (laughs) but but uh sonically all right so there's that I really like pretty uh 10 last song tears in the rain whoa whoa very very beautiful so well done again i say this about most of them but it's really true tears in the rain it starts off pretty empty and it builds and builds and builds uh not unlike love in the sky not unlike professional uh for the most part but yeah i i think this song is a really nice outro because it's it's a little more uh you know i i should have said about um what song was I going to say? I was going to say about Belong to the World. It's definitely like, if you take out the the specific tempo, if you take out the the, the cadence, if you take out the app, the general dark, industrial, almost cyberpunk atmosphere that The weekend's trying to pull you into, if you just kind of like pull the lyrics and the, and the, the melodies to the side, it's a ballad. It's essentially a ballad, that song. And it's really hard to tell over the electronic drums and the synths and all that, but it is a ballad through and through. Uh, Tears in the Rain is as well. And that's something I really appreciate about The weekend has this ability to turn like, like if you were to take these lyrics and sing them like in a similar way over in a, in a different, in a different um, context, in a different cadence, it would be like a ballad to be applied to like, you know any sort of thing it would depending on how you want to do the instrumentation depending on uh what you want the atmosphere to be so this is obviously how he chose to do it because this was that album he was building but i find that really interesting about these two songs and tears in the rain obviously is a lot sadder um lyrics are uh, they all feel the same uh, but no one can love you like her is pointless like tears in the rain i think it's really him coming down he usually has, and even in his early works, which are obviously very, you know, doing lines of coke off of stripper's tits while she's sitting on a glass table in someone's uh, top floor loft on Spadina. A lot of his old music is that in a music, uh, in musical form. But 
he usually towards the end of all these early projects he has a moment where he gets a little more conscious he takes a step back and he reflects on his actions and the consequences of them and he thinks about maybe how his life would have been different um had he taken a different path and the town touches on that uh belong to the world touches on that a little bit um what else professional and the town also have like a couple lines sort of alluding to that sentiment some of the songs don't but tears in the rain really drives that home and it's really emotional and um a song i would compare it to by the weekend is the knowing of uh, house of balloons in, in, in the sense that it, it's very open and vulnerable and and it's one of the only times on their respective albums where we see him kind of open up and express express sentiments of of regret so to me tears in the rain the town and belong to the world is a little bit of regret and that is that for the track list overall this is a 9.5 out of 10 for me okay even with the songs that i don't love listen this is an experience it's just oh beautiful i listened to this while i was fucking fried one time oh my god bro i had i had i had some doritos I was, I was like, baked out of my mind. It was just, oh, whew. even but sober. This sober, I would even say, is better because you get to, like, fully appreciate the intricacies. And you get to, this is one where I, I appreciate being able to think about it. Like, take like take in what I'm hearing while I'm listening to it and really, like, think about it. That's something that's hard to do <laughs> when you're intoxicated, but... um yeah so this is this is one it's just super immersive that's it that's really what it comes down to and that's probably why i i gravitate to it so often it's just it's another world and um i'll always it'll always be personal to me because you know i've listened to i've been it's been in my rotation through you know through most of my teenage life right i have a lot of memories attached to some of these songs and um it's so in that way it's it's really personal to me so again 9.5 out of 10 my favorite weekend album uh behind house of balloons one of my favorites of all time just fantastic nearly perfect were it not for like a couple missed cues on a couple songs would be a literally perfect the mixing is great instrumentation where there is instrumentation is great the just the electronic stuff is good too uh it's almost cinematic in a sense the sorry bro i I'm, I'm noticing that i'm stuttering a lot and i don't listen back to these before i post them like if i say something stupid i'll edit it out um too stupid to be posted that is if i say something like uh, lightly with with the uh, shades of of idiocy then i'll leave it in but for the most part i don't but but i notice just in kind of when I because when I do this I'm a little bit more conscious of what I sound like when I'm talking but also just in day-to-day conversations I'm stuttering a lot more and I don't know what it is it feels like like my brain gets ahead of me like my brain works faster than my mouth so I just kind of start talking before I don't know before the thought is fully baked I don't know if that makes sense I don't even know if that makes sense to me but that's what it kind of feels like so there's that um we're right about what what is this 23 minutes um i'm surprised so the the longest album review i did i think was to pimp a butterfly which 
you know, that's no surprise. That's a long album. I obviously would have had a lot to say about that. That's another one that I might I might like to do again someday. Because I haven't listened to it in a while. I haven't been listening to a lot of Kendrick, a lot of Cole. To Pimp a Butterfly might be one that I talk about again. Uh, we'll see. But that is it for Kissland. Um, just, I guess, to touch on the Jays real quick. They just won. They just beat the Rangers. You know, I don't feel any animosity towards the Rangers or their fan base anymore. Maybe their fan base a little bit. But the, 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 there's no one left on the team from uh, those, those days in 2015. I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, no, not even any pitchers, not even any bullpen arms. They have no one left, just as we have no one left, even from the rebuild era. I think Teoscar was one of the last ones to go. Tim Meza is still around. Meza has been around since the rebuild era for the Jays. Um, who else? Pol- no. Yeah, really, Teoscar, Guriel, they were there for a while. No, yeah, Teo, Teo was like major league talent like back in 2018, so he was like around... Um, before Vladdy and them. So I wouldn't consider Vladdy and, and Bo and those guys really rebuild era guys, even though they were around for the tail end of it. But Teoscar was, but now he's gone. So that era of Blue Jays and my childhood is totally gone. And <laughs> it makes me feel old. Bro, I was I was watching this and I realized, bro, uh about T- the Batista Bat fled that whole saga and the twenty that was the twenty fifteen AL ALCS? No, ALDS. That was eight years ago. That's insane. That's crazy. Like, and I was telling my mom, like, like, <laughs> and she, and yeah, and she couldn't believe it either because we all watched. Oh, it was a huge deal in our family when they, because they hadn't made the playoffs since like '93. So yeah, it was huge. Um, everybody remembers that around here. Electric moment for sure. I think I'll do a Saturday sports talk tomorrow. I'm not sure. We'll see how tomorrow goes. But uh, thank you very much for listening. Tune in when I talk about... Uh, I could still be talking about Beauty Behind the Madness next. Uh, I, I will admit, that's not one that I have listened to all the way through. Obviously, I've heard just by virtue of being alive in the 21st century. Um, I've heard most of it at one point or another. But I'll listen to it all the way through uh, so I can give my opinion on it as a cohesive or maybe not so quick cohesive album we'll see but until then ciao thank you very much for listening and i hope to see you on saturday sports talk okay thanks